Thank you for listening to For the Win Fantasy Football with your hosts, Brian, Ryan, and Andrew. Hello, welcome to another episode of For the Win Fantasy Football. Uh, tonight you have Brian and Ryan, sans oh, Andrew. Oh boy. And needed a, a night off. This, so This got wild last time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When the cat's away, the mice will play again. We didn't have as many points as the last time we were left to our own devices to recap, but it was overall an okay week. I think uh, it wasn't all yeah. random guys that nobody owned scoring touchdowns. I think it was pretty good. I, I think I had a pretty nice time. Yeah, this one was good. Scoring was okay. Um, it wasn't great. It was it was okay. Yeah, it was okay. And I guess depending on like what league you're in, how your league is set up, this could have been your trade deadline. Um, I know there's some other leagues where I think you've got maybe another week or two, but we're definitely all getting to that point in the season where you know who you are and you know who you aren't, and you need to be targeting the guys you need to make that push. Yeah, now this is this is kind of harder when you're playing redraft because if you're sitting at two and two and eight, then you really just kind of <laughs> have to sit back and try to not avoid, just kind of avoid your last place punishment. I guess. I mean, there's still there are yeah. still moves to be made, but uh, certainly for dynasty purposes, you got to get really serious right now. For sure. I mean, oh, absolutely. Like said, it's not just yeah. money; it's like setting you up for future years of hopefully success, even if this one wasn't. Yep. Yep. And I think for like redraft, I mean, I've never personally been in a league that it for, I guess, a redraft league where there's been like a significant volume of trades. Yeah. Um, I think the most I've ever seen is like two. So, um, yeah, you kind of know who you are and you're really just, you know, banking on that waiver wire, which we can definitely touch on, uh, tonight. What, what tonight we're going to be looking at some game recaps. One more reason to find a dynasty. Well, just, just, yes. just one more one. If you really enjoy fantasy football and you, it, it becomes, you know, it just there's a couple more weeks a year that get super big, and this is just a blast. I mean, we had we had a lot of fun with ours. I think uh, just if if you like the twelve dudes you play with now, or, or ladies, or whatever that makeup is, see if you want to just stay with it. You can still keep your 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 redraft if that makes you happy and tradition. You know, tradition is important, but man, this 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 time of year can be fun even if you're getting your ass whooped. If you have a dynasty league to fall back on. Yeah, most definitely. I think um, you know an easy way to take a redraft league to a dynasty league is to to like to kind of turn it into more of like a keeper league, mm-hmm. um, and just kind of slowly transition into that. So maybe you have like you know their next season, maybe you keep two guys, um, and then from there it's like okay, we're gonna do a dynasty draft going forward. Um, I think that's like a good way to parlay it. But um, yeah, I mean dynasty, especially in our league, I was going nuts <laughs> on the trade deadline last night. Um, yeah. It got kind of crazy. Yeah, you so. you you have you have like uh, you know like in wedding crashers where like true love is finding one's counterpart in another. That sort of like quote that I think it's uh, <laughs> I don't know uh, the really hot chick from from mm-hmm. uh, Mean Girls is in it. Anyway, like you found your counterpoints in this league, and I think you've just gone to a whole other level. <laughs> you have brought out whatever bit of you in everybody else in the league, and now it's just like it's wild west. It's it's so much fun. It is so great. Yeah. Um, definitely. So that's another, definitely another point to, uh, to, to start up a dynasty league for sure. Um, with that, do you want to get into sort of any other news or anything you want to touch on first, or do you want to kind of dive in? No, I think we can, we can talk about injuries and some, and some waiver pickups as we go. I think, uh, mm-hmm. we found a pretty nice little format because waivers just don't necessitate their own episode anymore. Uh, yeah. I think we just dive into games and, and just kind of come talk about what we found or what we saw. 
Yeah. Well, let's, uh, yeah. So we'll go ahead and dive in. Uh, we can just kind of start back to, do you, do you want to touch on the Thursday night game or <laughs> only because how wrong it was? Yeah. I mean, gosh, um, what a great start to the week. Like Jesus, man. Walked away from that one. And I said, you know, I definitely did the right thing by keeping Miami's defense on the bench. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, you and every other person did the right thing right. with that one. I mean, like, yeah, that was rough. Um, Lamar Jackson lost people um, a lot of games this week. I mean, it wasn't a miserable performance, but you were just, I mean, you were banking on three bills, another 80 to 100 on the ground, four total touchdowns. Everybody else gets to eat in the offense, and it just didn't happen. Miami bowed up, and mm-hmm. yeah, nobody saw that coming. I mean, it, <laughs> yeah, it was definitely a weird game. I will say, um, if you're a Hollywood Brown owner, then you're feeling good, at least knowing that, like, okay, I got 13 targets. Oh, yeah, for convert, sure. But I got 13 targets. Even Rashad Bateman getting eight, converting six for 80 off of that was pretty solid. Um, and I know that. Lamar looked his way on, I think, their last offensive play, trying to go for a touchdown. So, he's, a, he's a specimen. Hey, I mean, know. I was I was super bummed I didn't have the right deal to pull the trigger on because I had him offered mm-hmm. up to me. I just I couldn't say goodbye to the, the piece the person wanted. But he looks every bit the part. If you do play Dynasty and, like, your trade window isn't is still open, yeah. see if that owner is, is kind of lukewarm because he hasn't had the production all year because that kid's going to shine. For sure. I, yeah, at least I think I, so. we were always like very lukewarm on any pass catchers for the Ravens, given that it's Lamar Jackson. But I mean, for me at least, um, oh, the volume's there changed, now. He's changed my mind a little bit. Yeah, it's forty passes a game. It's there. Yeah, um, it's unreal. Uh, news from the uh, speaking of some waiver news. Not that Devonta's on waivers, but they cut Le'Veon Bell today. So mm-hmm. Devonta is going to have that backfield not to himself because you've always got Lamar there and Tyson Williams is still a thing. There's still other pieces, but. It's kind of gotten a lot. It's got a. It's a smaller list of uh, competition. So I think Devonta can be in your lineups most weeks in your flex at this point. Yeah, I think it's pretty safe to say. Because um, I mean, it's either like the only person who's really stealing carries from him is going to be Lamar Jackson. Um, but he's going to be their their primary back, I think. So I think you got to feel good, probably getting. Uh, I would say floor ten or eleven points, and he's catching um, passes too. He, yeah, he, that is part of Devonta's game. It always was. It kind of you felt. He's older, doesn't do that, but no, he's that's what he was kind of brought in. He was very much that person in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I think that one's good. Um, again, like you said, probably tough to be a waiver wire pickup at this point. Um, but similarly to like Rashad Bateman, um maybe someone is just really concerned that Lamar Jackson's gonna steal most of the work or something like that. Mm-hmm. They don't ha- they don't rate him very high. So maybe he's someone you look at if you've got some injuries, um, if you're a little thin at the position, like like you know, Bombay said. Um, great flex play for sure. Um, on the other side though, I don't know what the fuck the dolphins are doing. If Tua is healthy <laughs> enough to be active, why isn't he just the starter? He, yeah, he looks kind of strange. He looked good in this game. And yeah. obviously he must've warmed up well enough to be active. Like this is, this is like the third or fourth time they've done this. I don't understand what the hell it means. This is weird. Um, I don't know. I can't make sense of it. I've never seen it before where, like, a guy's healthy, he's clearly your present and your future, and, Mm -hmm. like, he's now twice recently and also a couple times last year had to be, like, the emergency backup, then the next week he was the backup, and then he was the starter, like, three... I don't get it. Like, what are you trying to keep this guy from? Like, he's a a capable enough passer. He's not doing enough of it. He's got to start throwing downfield. That's kind of what I thought he'd be the best at. When he came in the league, yeah, he is, I, I feel like are are they really missing Will Fuller? Do you think? 
I, mean, I don't know. I mean, they, they, they didn't have a pre, uh, Devontae Parker in this game, I don't believe. So there's there are pieces of the offense missing, but, like, why why does that matter with Tua not getting the reps? Like, yeah. your season and, is lost. You can only help yourself from a draft stock position by letting him play and figure this shit out. Although Jacoby right. Brissett is really good at losing games, but, again, he didn't do that here. So, you, I don't know, you just you kind of <laughs> won but lost twice. It's just really weird. This team doesn't make any damn sense to me. Definitely very strange. Yeah. Um, I think for like pass catchers, I think everyone's pretty shaky on like the ground game. Miles Gaskin is like the only person you're probably rostering um, in their backfield. You don't want to play um, him. But even then, you don't feel good about it. No, you don't want to play him. Um, but then for pass catchers, I'd say what? Jalen Waddle and Mike Gusecki are probably 1A, 1B. Yeah, Gusecki was a goose egg this game. That's It's odd. I don't. I, I would have never expected it. Uh, he did have yeah. seven targets for just for some reason. It didn't work with either quarterback, but he'll be back. Just super weird. Uh, surely Jalen Waddle is a nice, nice uh, volume floor. He can get you 60. He kind of he reminds me similar like to what I thought Jerry Judy well, has been the last couple of weeks and will mm-hmm. be probably going forward. You might yeah. not take over 100 yards, but if it takes four to eight catches to do it, you have a double-digit day and you can live with that. Yep, yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I think that's probably that's more than all enough time. Looking at yeah, <laughs> for this game. that's more than enough time for this game. <laughs> Moving on <laughs> from this conundrum, um, we'll take it up north. We'll go Seahawks Packers. We're not going to go in game order oh, as Kimish always does. Uh, keep you on your toes tonight, I guess. Oh man, um, what a game! Yeah, um, I can do a pretty quick recap of this one. Quarterback play wasn't great. Um, the ground game wasn't great outside of AJ Dillon and Devonte Adams was like the only other shining star um, in this entire game. Gerald Everett, I guess maybe if you took a fly on him for some reason, but like if you own DK, if you own Tyler Lockett, you were disappointed. Um, if you own Aaron Jones, you were disappointed. So I, I watched a good bit of this game because despite how low scoring it was, it did make its way to red zone quite often. The weather didn't look like it was that bad, but was it just like a thing where like it doesn't look bad on television, but it was windy, like it was kind of an annoying thing, or is it just Russ? I mean, because I mean Rodgers had yardage though, so it didn't really affect Aaron Rodgers. Just no touchdowns to help you, but I mean Russ yeah. looked terrible. I think it was just these teams showed up and they played physical football, like um, January football. Just yeah, it was just like an ugly kind of game. But um, the weather, I don't think, was much of a factor. Like to your point, there was snow on the top of. Lambeau field um but not on the ground it was like on top of the stands you know um and that was it so i think it snowed earlier in the day um the ground conditions i think were fine it didn't look like people were slipping all over the place or anything like that so um yeah just an ugly game just that's really all you all you can say about yeah gerald everett was the only like star if you want to throw or you want to really dumb down that word uh for (laughs) the, the seahawks he was useful with eight catches for 63 but like it's one of those things where if he's doing well, it means something really went wrong. And like oh, that's what this well. game was. Yeah, yeah. there was not like, that's not the script you want. There's nothing that says that the, the Packers are extremely vulnerable to the tight end, so make that a game, part of your game plan. No, nothing else was working. It, just, yeah. it was weird. I but, was actually very impressed with Green Bay um and their defense blanking Seattle. Um yeah, Russ had been out for a couple of weeks. Oh, so still maybe impressed there was a little bit of rush there. Out. But to basically what they they allowed five catches to wide receivers for a total of 49 yards. Yeah, Tyler Lockett was in, invisible. DK Metcalf didn't help you, but 
he was most of that, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, five, five catches on 16 targets. Like that defense showed up. Um, it, they're a weird bunch. I, I think like this is probably more of what you're probably going to see. Kevin King was back. Um, you know, like they got some of the guys that were, that were missing back, but I know Whitney Merciless also, um, I think tore his biceps. So I think he's out now. Um, so maybe it's a different kind of question mark that they've got, but going into the, basically the second half of the season, I think green Bay has the Rams. I know they have the, uh, lions. I know they got the Vikings, like pretty much the NFC North, um, to close things out. And I think they have the Browns. Um, they have a very favorable schedule. Mm-hmm. Well, so and, then, might, and if the we- defense to stream when the weather turns this way, they just seem to be more prepared to handle it too. So if, you might want to be careful yeah. about when someone has to go into Green Bay from here on out because they just like even teams that play in that weather. There's actually a lot of teams that that play in those elements, like or they should, but their 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 organizations build a dome, which is great yeah. for the fans. But uh, it means when you have to go outside, you ain't ready for it. Uh, and not to say that Seattle isn't used to cold weather because they don't have a dome and it's cold up there, but they didn't look prepared for those elements. They they didn't have anything working yeah. for them, and I don't think it was all rust, but Russ better get right. Maybe he needs you know another week. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't write him off. I think he was just you know wrong place, wrong time kind of thing for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sure that they're going to get better. Um, but you know, it's kind of tough to also say like wait and see because he's the quarterback you drafted to start every week. Um, if you if you have him, there there so, are some shallow leagues where AJ Dillon is available. Not many at this point, but obviously if yeah. he is, he's absolutely number one. Blow anything you got left. If you have, if you go by waiver order or whatever, just use it. Just if if he's left out there, you got one to two weeks of absolute stone cold RB one kind of lock stuff. So doesn't help many because he's gone by now. But you, you need to. Aaron Jones is not he avoided catastrophe, but he's not going to help you for a week or two. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And and you know like that's probably going to turn out well for the Packers. So um, you being able to rest him a bit. Yeah, probably. You know, going into the, the later half of the season, I'm sure they're not complaining about that by any means. Um, they're going to have him pretty fresh in like another week or two, so that's good for them. Um, all right, so I think you're right. AJ Dillon's a waiver pickup. Green Bay, I think you can safely stream their defense at they home. Really at, home. at home, at home, yeah, at home. Um, yeah, I think that's a solid. Or, or just against Detroit if they, whenever they got him, for sure. Detroit, yeah. Um, I may argue that they could play the Rams like the 49ers did last night. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, I said, I don't, I don't doubt green Bay. Like when the, when the game, when the weather turns and the season gets deep, they just, they mm-hmm. often rise up instead of crumble. They, you know, so I, I, it's, it's not a team. I'm, I'm anxious to start guys against at this point. Definitely. All right. Moving on from this one, I think. Um, Cause again, on the, the Seahawks side, maybe Gerald Everett's a, a streamer for you, but I wouldn't expect the same production week to week. Now, if you got half um, of that, that's more likely. Yeah. yeah, I think you'd be happy if you get that. Um, all right, let's go to we'll, – we'll go kind of through this blowout real quick, New England and, and Cleveland. Oh, yeah, man. What was with teams like they blew people out last week and then got their doors like blown off this week? I mean, Cleveland was out of this game so, so early. Yeah, it was 24-7 at halftime. I mean, they didn't have um, Nick Chubb, but Dearness Johnson is capable. Like, this shouldn't have happened. Yeah, this is ugly. Yeah, Dearness had a really nice game. Yeah, he was, 100 yards, another 58 receiving on seven tar- or on seven catches. Um, and kind of like the Seahawks, like he was the only bright spot there was. 
Uh, well, no. I mean, the little mini spoiler. Um, Austin Hooper was a little bright for me. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, said it, it was four for 25, but uh, surprisingly, just a little quick spoiler, that was actually enough. So I got one at least this week. I was going to say, yeah, because, I mean, that's enough when he's projected probably, what, four points? Um, yeah. yeah, he was like five, so he got ten, and that's, I mean, that's monster for a tight end. So, yeah. despite so You guys had some savvy moves. It was close. Everybody was positive. So I, I do like what you were doing there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, um, I will say for the – there's really nothing to talk about for the Cleveland passing game. No. Mayfield had 73 yards. Case Keenum had 81. Yeah, the only, the only thing to talk about is, like, you can't start Jarvis Landry or – DPJ or even Hooper, you can't start those guys unless you're left with zero zero options. And even then, there's probably mm-hmm. a higher volume like situation to go try to tackle. I mean, they they were down this whole game and they threw the ball 33 times. Yep, for 154 yards. So it's just not good. Bad, um, very bad. Yeah. Um, flip side, Brian Hoyer, the backup quarterback, came in and threw 85 yards and a touchdown because they were beating the brakes <laughs> off these guys. That? that touchdown was to our boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh god man yeah jacoby he only uh, gets a few jacoby, jacoby breaks Kendrick, the seal yeah everybody got touchdowns in this game oh. um holy cow but so mac jones is looking good he, he is playing within himself and he has a coach that is good enough to know what he should be doing and mac mm-hmm. is capable enough to execute what he's allowed to do yep it, it was it was pretty nice um it also helps when you can do anything you want on the ground. I was kind of bummed out I couldn't use it, use this pick for um, Goldilocks, but like as soon as I heard Ramondre Stevenson was in and uh, and uh, Damian Harris was out, I'm like, this, yeah. I actually I said, Kimmy, he's 140 yards and two touchdowns. He didn't get the 140 total yards. He was like 120, but like I was like, this guy's a stone cold lock. I I just love what I'm seeing from this young man. And and maybe yeah, it's think, only one week. I don't think Damian Harris is dead. I really want Damian Harris to be like not involved, but I just don't think that's going to happen. So you're right. I think he's not dead, but but they do play. I think the Falcons this Thursday night. Oh, that's going to be ugly. So, um, well, one, it's going to be a bloodbath. Another <laughs> thing, though, is that they may maybe they don't start Damian Harris again. Like he, I know he's coming out of the concussion protocol. Short it's week, probably going to be okay. Yeah. Short, Short week, though. Um, so maybe they fire up Ramondre again. And why? It was anything you wanted. Like, I mean, Ramondre had the worst yardage of anyone that attempted to carry, you know, as far as like, uh, yeah. average. So like, no, why? I mean, why? So Ramondre exactly. is going to be just nasty again this week. If that's the case, I mean, he is, he won't be eligible in Goldilocks. Cause I'm gonna have him at like four. Uh, mm-hmm. I just, I trust the team. I trust the opponent they're going up against to not be good. And I just trust this guy to run hard. And I just don't know how you don't feed him. I mean, you don't have a quarterback that necessitates 50 throws. You don't want to do that anyway. Uh, the dude looks like an animal. If he's out there, he absolutely – he should be gone. He should have been gone the moment Damian Harris news broke. But if he did not, if he's still there, I'm, I, I might put him ahead of A.J. Dillon, actually, but probably not because I know the job is Dillon's for two weeks. I don't yeah, know that I would say Stevenson. he's probably number two to me. Uh, Dillon being one because he's guaranteed that work at least one week for sure. Um, Ramondre being the number one guy this week isn't, it's still up in the air. It's up in the air. And, um, and beyond that, it really is up in the air. Now, unless he, if he does yeah. the same thing again and he gets the job, how do you, how do you rightfully go back to not at least giving him some work significant uh, yeah, to I, hurt Harris? Yeah. I think it's going to require that, that he gets more play. Um, definitely more of a timeshare. 
going forward. I mean, um, there's no reason to save a running back. Like, I mean, they're, mm-hmm. they, they burn bright. They burn fast. Like, guys yeah. young and ready to play now. Put them in there. Because they're, they're all of a sudden, they're alive. I mean, they're, they're six and four. They I were, think they're on like a four-game win streak right now. Yeah, it's nasty. So, like, they're, they're yeah. in it. I mean, they, I don't think they'll – they won't challenge the Bills, but they're not that far behind them, so maybe they will. Maybe they will. I mean, the Bills have looked pretty shitty recently, so. They did um, lose to Jacksonville, which was a dub on everybody's <laughs> calendar. Uh, so, Holy yeah. Cow. That one could come back to hurt them. Um, yeah. You still can't well, trust the pass catchers, I think, for this team. The volume's mm-hmm. not going to be there, but you can trust Hunter Henry. Yeah, Hunter Henry's a lock every single week. Not for lots of yards, not for a lot of targets, but he is going to eat in the red zone. Every single time. Obviously, the young quarterback knows where to look. And, you know, he's always been good. This is not a high-volume offense, mm-hmm. so he's not going to have Herbert numbers that he had out in, uh, in L.A. But, dude, guy can play. He's the reason why he got paid. It's a shame. It's a shame that he went somewhere where there's another one that's going to come back soon because they didn't need it. <laughs> but yeah, fantasy exactly. could use two good tight ends, so it just sucks. <laughs> Yeah, so I guess uh, waiver wire guys this week. Um, Hunter Henry, he's I not a waiver wire target. <laughs> Sorry, hit a, hit a button. Uh, Macho Man <laughs> agrees. Macho Man agrees. He said, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah." Um, Hunter Henry, he's not on the waivers at the at, at this point anymore. No. Um, so that's that ship has sailed. Sorry if you missed. Maybe Jacoby um, Myers. This is what starts it. You know, he could be out there. I mean, he's not out in a lot of leagues, but the no touchdown thing can piss you off as an owner. So there's probably got to be some yeah. leagues where he's floating. Definitely. You can do worse. And uh, I think Ramondre Stevenson is is the other one. Um, if you're a Damian Harris owner, then you need to add him. And if you're not a Damian Harris owner, you need to add him. Yeah. Um, so And ransom him that. to the Damian Harris owner if you can still do those trades. If, you, if trades are still a thing for your league, not every league shuts, shuts it down this early. Usually Thanksgiving is another like main mm-hmm. window for a lot of leagues. So. You need to have both uh, if your rosters are large enough to allow it. And honestly, if, even if you have thin rosters, you got to protect yourself. Yep, yeah. for sure. Um, I think this is a good um, segue into, you know, kind of talking about what this Thursday night matchup looks like by ta- also going ahead and speaking to the Falcons-Cowboys game. Oh, boy. <laughs> Another, Another blowout. blowout. Um, this I one. Hmm, this is bad. 20... I don't, here's what I think. I don't think the Falcons are going to lay down like this on Thursday. No, not this bad. I mean, this just doesn't happen that often. I mean, it's the, the, the last time the Cowboys blew somebody out like this, it was like two, the year 2000. It just it doesn't happen like that. But my God, they had 30 points almost in the second quarter alone. Yeah, that mm, that second quarter was nuts. That was, yeah, that was and, wild. And quicksand. I mean, it was quicksand. I mean, that, that for all of you uh, replacements fans, Keanu uh, Reeves, quarterback, Gene Hackman, great movie. Definitely watch it. I mean, quicksand. You know, you, you, something goes wrong, and then another thing, and then you're struggling, and then all of a sudden you're in over your head, and the game's over. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, yeah, and, you know, might as well bench Matt Ryan, get Rosen some work. He looked all <laughs> the terrible Josh <laughs> Rosen so that we remember. Uh, he completed two passes, but one was to the other team. So uh, still not working for that young man. No, no. I mean, you even had, you had Zeke throwing a pass in this game. It had everything. Um, for the Cowboys, but so I, I, I think we can go through the Falcons real quick. Um, waiver wire pickups, Wayne Gallman. Yeah. Mike Davis doesn't have it. And Cordell, Cordero Patterson, Patterson's hurt. Yeah. I think Wayne's the guy to to pick up right now. Is Cordero Um, out or is it still, it's, it's dicey. I think it's probably just dicey. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Um, he's already dicey with this usage, but it got, it got to a point where it was somewhat reliable. Now it's, 
Yeah, you, you might want to cover yourself with Wayne Gallman if you have no other options. It's probably not going to be pretty, though. Yeah, no, it definitely won't be pretty. Um, I think you just pick him up, though, just as like a, an insurance um, safety net kind of thing, like desperation, got to play somebody. But um, I probably wouldn't throw him out here against the um, the Patriots on Thursday. Uh, well, um, one thing of note, Matt Ryan has never beat New England. I know he doesn't get tons of opportunities, but it hasn't happened. And you know the last time... Actually, I don't even know if it was the last time. Maybe they've run that game back and they still didn't win. But, I mean, that in 28-3 are, yeah. is fighting words around here in Atlanta. And uh, I, I'm going to venture to guess that of the 80,000 that fit in the Super the Mercedes-Benz uh, Stadium, they're only going to have 70,000. And of those 70,000, I think there's going to be 30,000 Patriot fans. Could be. Yeah, it's going to be kind of an ugly scene for uh, for Atlanta. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of uh, bandwagon New England fans, so I can see that. Oh yeah, they're, oh, yeah, um, they're, they're coming back out now that they've they've ripped, ripped off a handful of wins. Yeah, it, well, that. But I will also say some of them um, are now wearing Tampa Bay gear. So ah, um, yes, yes, you know. So we'll see. But yeah, it's yeah ugly. Um, Kyle Pitts was probably the only I don't even want to say bright spot. He only got you eight points, um, but he got seven targets. So the volumes there. As long as Calvin Ridley's not in this offense um he and cordell patterson are, are the top two guys um Lomity is like i guess up there he got seven targets as well but he only converted two for 22 so um i could not, eat not crow efficient. for this but i think if you need a roster spot and you need something this week i think calvin ridley ain't coming back this year so if you if you were holding out hope because you thought maybe it was a couple week thing kind of like the last one was i don't, I don't mm-hmm. think we see him again uh, I could be wrong. I could eat crow. He could come back. And, you know, he's not hurt, so he can come back tomorrow. Yeah. You wouldn't. I mean, it wouldn't surprise you. But I mean, to come back to a ship that's probably not going to get righted anytime soon. Yeah. I mean, he's got a lot of money to be made though. So if he doesn't come back this year, he's going to hurt himself big time on the open market. I am. I'm kind of curious to see how this plays out. Because um, on one hand, like you come back and then you get hurt in a losing season, like what's that do for you? Because um, then you're just rehabbing the entire off season. Um, yeah, sometimes so, the unknown is better yeah. for you. And like, I don't know, it's just such a weird situation. You have nothing. There's not a lot of precedent to, to go off of. Really is not. Um, so yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know what to say about that. Um, hope he gets better. Hope he gets his head right. Um, cause they need him. They definitely, they definitely need that guy, um, to be a capable yeah, because they're still they're they're a game out of the they're a game out of the seventh slot. I mean this this game hurt especially because Carolina got a W, but they're right there. They can mm-hmm. they don't have to fold up shop yet. But man, another loss this week, and you're four and six with really almost no good feels to bring forward. It it could just be a, a lost you know final month of the year. Definitely, it won't be um, for the Cowboys though. They are they 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 uh, made short work of that embarrassment that was the the Bronco loss. I mean everybody was clicking here except for. Uh, Kind of a bummer that my boy Cedric Wilson has disappeared now. That now that Gallup <laughs> now that Gallup is back, but hey, Gallup's out there, man. He's going to eat a little bit. Yeah, it was good to see him finally get some work. Um, I was super high on him preseason, and he got that injury, and that just tanked a lot of things for me. Um, I think I wasted like a first rounder on him, so that sucked. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, pretty much everybody on Dallas ate in this game. Tony Pollard is, I think, one of the most capable backups, like handcuff running backs, that has his own standalone value um, outside of Nick Chubb and whoever is backing up Nick Chubb. Um, like Tony Pollard, 11 carries. Yeah, it's a blowout. But like even in non-blowout games, this guy gets work. Um, 
So he's a guy, if you desperately need somebody, he could be a, a decent flex play it, with it, an opportunity to score a touchdown. It kind of makes me wonder, like, I think he and Madison will come out at the same time, or, or maybe Pollard is a year older, I can't remember, but, like, if those two did come out at the same time and, like, you need a running back, who is... That's kind of a nice situation to be in because you're going to get somebody that's not going to be nearly as expensive. You're not going to pay Michael Turner prices mm-hmm. back in the day, but like you're going to get somebody that's pretty damn good between yeah. one of those two guys. They both can eat. Like they're they're good football players. They are, um, and that's actually really interesting. Yeah, to see you, what the market's like for both those guys. You don't, like, you Madison, don't have that. I think, does the most. Like he, I think Madison's had more singular opportunities, like to own the backfield mm-hmm. um, for the Vikings, like in games where Dalvin Cook doesn't play. Um, then I think Tony Pollard has in Dallas, but yeah. mean, you can see both of them are talented. Yeah, they, po- they both produce. Pollard's so. a little more flashy, I think, but not mm-hmm. by much. But like, it just kind of depends on what you know. Different strokes for different folks. What is your team after? But I, I'm going to be very interested to see where those two guys end up when they get it, when they have when they eventually leave mm-hmm. the the shadow of just you know otherworldly once in a generation type backs for a team because they for all for all intents and purposes those guys should be starting. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's enough there's enough jobs to go around for those for those guys like that. But he yeah he was good. Zeke was was good. Although well he was kind of inefficient, but he scored touchdowns and that's 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 helpful. Two touchdowns. I think he fumbled once. Yeah. Um, so that that sucks. But uh, he's not going to lose his job. There's a little worry for C D Lamb. Had a I think it was a, an elbow or forearm industry industry toward in, in industry <laughs> injury toward the end of this game. So like I don't yeah. think it's going to keep him out long, but. If they had a chance to rest them, I don't know who they play this week. Do you know? Do you know who we got? Because um, uh, they've got the ooh, they got the Chiefs. Hell yeah, <laughs> sweet. Hell yeah, <laughs> football is good. They're playing them. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, he's playing. Sick. Yep. Suit him up. They just watched um, Mahomes drop five touchdowns on people and four hundred yards. Yeah, he's playing. Cool. Yeah, he's playing. Um, there's I mark this as a lock of the week. Uh, Mahomes is not going to do that against Dallas. No, no, um, no, 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 no. For sure. Um, I will say, though, I'm going to say Dalton Schultz, man, that guy has been a disappointment lately. I never, um, I, I mean, I, I bought into like where you had to take him, but I didn't buy in, man. I, I didn't see a dude that was popping, you know, like, I, like surprise, like I watched Dan Arnold pops, for instance, but like I, Schultz mm-hmm. was just like open because, God, there was, I mean, you have to cover the receivers and he was just standing in the middle of the field, but, yeah, I just don't buy it. They're, they're, they still don't have a great tight end. You can probably start them if you have to, but Hunter Henry. The thing, yeah, yeah. There's guys that are interesting. They're more interesting to me than that. Absolutely. Um, and I think now that Gallup is back, that really tanks Dalton's yeah. value because um, now they have like all their wide receivers pretty much um, you know, back, in, yeah. back in action. It's a great offense, but do you want the fifth option in the air? No. Yeah, not really. Even in a great offense, that's just not enough volume to depend on. So Exactly. Um, all right. Moving on from this game, I think we have put this one to rest. Um, Saints and Titans. How about that one? Pretty fun game, actually. Yeah. I, I mean, it didn't have all the points that you needed, but it was, it was two. They're two good teams and they, they played a good game. Um, Trevor Simeon yeah. looks every bit what John Elway kind of tried to sell him as. <laughs> exactly. Um, I think it's definitely his job. Like Taysom Hill, I'm sorry. Um, He's not ever going to be the starting quarterback for the for the Saints. No, not it's, not not if a capable guy is doing what Simeon did to a, a defense that I think is kind of punching above their weight. I don't think the Tennessee Titans have a good defense necessarily, mm-hmm. but 
you can't argue with the hell they've done the last month and a half. They have faced a murderer's row, and they haven't lost. And no, they have, yeah. have they have not shut anybody down. Although they did a pretty good job against the Rams, but they're I mean, he he beat a pretty decent defense. Like they're they're decent. I, I didn't think I would say that about Tennessee this year. I actually got to give you credit because you thought they improved. I didn't know where the hell it was coming from because they didn't they didn't add anybody, but they've gotten better. Yeah, uh, and, and he, now they're doing it without uh, Derrick Henry. Yeah, which is so, cr- which is crazy. I mean, yeah, they've won what is that? Is that two, three straight now? I think so. So the AFC is more streaky um, than the NFC. I, I saw this yesterday. There's definitely more parity in the NFC, where I think like the longest win streak is literally one game. Um, and then in the AFC, you have Tennessee, I think, with three straight, K- Kansas City with three straight, and then the Patriots with four straight wins. Um, so you're seeing a, kind of some separation there, I think. Oh, no, the Titans um, have won like six straight. They uh, they beat the Jags, and then which they should. And then beat the Bills, Chiefs, Colts, Rams, and now Saints. That is nasty. And their their reward for that? Host the Texans. (laughs) (laughs) Now, now football is a stupid fucking game that will cost you lots of money when you bet. So, like, I'm not going to put it past the Texans to rise up in this game, but that just shouldn't happen, man. What the Titans have done is incredible, actually. And I hate the Titans, but that's just a bravo. Like, how do you go through that and and go 6-0? Yeah, that's pretty wild. Um, yeah, and they're having to change up basically the way that they play to do it. Oh yeah, halfway um, through you lost your entire like your your identity. Yep, I think what's um really interesting to me is Deonta Foreman is the lead back. Um, it's not Jeremy Nick McNichols, it's not Adrian Peterson. Uh, Deonta Foreman eleven carries for a whopping thirty yards. Um, there you go. Um, he did get two targets for 48, so if you decided to play him for some reason, he did okay. Um, but Ryan Tannehill stole the show. He got all the touchdowns. Um, and then if you were taking a flyer on a tight end and you thought that Jeff Swain was going to make his touchdown streak three games in a row, his backup got the touchdown instead. Oh, so yeah, Michael go. Pruitt. Yeah, that one burned a little bit. Uh, yep. this was a, this was a bummer from fantasy purposes across the now, now Tannehill didn't murder you because he had a rushing touchdown, especially if you play in leagues where four point passing touchdown, because no interceptions mm-hmm. and a rushing touchdown usually means you got 20. Uh, yeah, it's not good that AJ Brown did nothing in this game. It is interesting that Marcus Johnson or just any secondary wide receiver option for the Titans had some, had a, had a game, you know, we thought it was, uh, Nick, we, uh, but it hasn't been. Chester Rogers was a name that was floated. Hasn't been. They don't have a tight end you can really depend on for yardage. So maybe. I mean, if you're if you're sitting with a bunch of fab and you have nothing, you don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't think Julio comes back until maybe the playoffs because they just. I think the Titans are getting kind of fed up with this game. Like a guy that wants to go play, that's great. That you know, it's awesome. But like, dude, you you kind of messed up the game plan now for like six of the eight, ten weeks you've been there because. Yeah, you've you, been active almost to the end, and then they had to get pulled. It just doesn't work. Exactly. Um, was this do you, AJ Brown one catch on four targets? Was this the Marshawn Lattimore effect? You know, he didn't shadow him very much. He Marshawn actually did not go with AJ across the field. Now he was there for a good chunk of the time, but he didn't. Mm-hmm. He didn't play exclusively. No, I think this is just like they wanted to win ugly because they kind of knew the Saints would have to win ugly. Now, at no, okay. po- no point do you want A.J. Brown to have one catch for seven yards. Or, excuse me. Sure. Yeah, one. 16. 16 yards. Yeah, he had a rush for seven yards. Almost actually had a rushing touchdown, which would have saved your day. Just didn't get there. Uh, I actually think that should be more part of their game. He could absolutely tote the rock a, a few times a game. 
He has that yeah. build similar to Debo Samuel that you can do some stuff like that mm-hmm. uh, if you need yeah. to. And without Derrick Henry, you might need to. Um, I, I think they absolutely feed him like crazy this next this next week to make up for the fact that he had one catch mm-hmm. for seven yards or sixteen yards. But uh, <laughs> yeah, no, this wasn't just because the Saints were like you know they were shadowing him. It just it just didn't happen. And honestly, like Tannehill was playing decent football. Every time he tried to force the ball is when he almost got in trouble. So, yeah, I mean, God, yeah. there needs to be some, got, um, something else in this offense needs to needs to take away some of the uh, attention. That is the sure. thing. There's no, there's not a lot of fear in this Tennessee offense from their skill position. Absolutely not. Yeah, um, they've got a decent schedule coming up. I mean, you get Texans at the Pats, you get the Jags at home, at the Steelers, then you get the 49ers, Dolphins, and then you're at the Texans. So really not staring down anything that's like super intimidating um but there's some teams that can ball in there so a couple of yeah pittsburgh and new england they kind of scare you especially if you don't have your full complement of weapons uh I, I definitely don't see how like a bill belichick doesn't just say aj brown is their best player erase he, him er, yeah don't he doesn't get anything yeah um so that one scares me pittsburgh is always scary uh but the other the other four sound phenomenal i mean there's I mean, Jaguars are playing better football, but let's not pretend they have something that can really hang with that guy. Yeah, uh, just, I would be curious to see what the 49ers can do um, uh, on that game. But otherwise, yeah, I'm not, you know, not too not too concerned um, with what's going to happen. I think I you think you can start AJ Brown on the. Um, I do believe for waiver wires that Marcus Johnson is um, he's a pickup. Yeah, the, I mean, someone had to like get some snap. I mean, he had, he had two thirds of the snaps. Uh, Nick, we had the other third. I looked it up. So 67, 33, mm-hmm. that's not enormously different, but it says something. Yeah. And uh, obviously Tannehill was looking his way because he was probably not double covered because AJ was. Uh, yep. So yeah, it was nice. Uh, on the same side, Mark Ingram is reborn. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's, he's not gonna have a ton of volume, but you don't need it. No, and he's doing, I mean, he's really taking over and doing what Alvin Kamara did. Um, 14 carries, and then he also caught four for 61. So a little I'm, dual threat there in the backfield. I'm I'm really happy about this. I like when the older guys that have just been good, their whole, I mean, Mark Ingram has never buried a, a fantasy owner. Like, mm-hmm. if you drafted him last year thinking that he would come back from, like, the year before with the Ravens where he was, like, really good, Okay, yeah. you overpaid and you probably are mad, you're mad at him. But other than that, like he's always been a steady performer that you just got to love. For sure. And yeah. I, I'm, I'm glad he's like 30-something and still eating, although he's not on any of my teams because I, I didn't have the roster. But now I'm, I'm mm-hmm. kind of bummed. I, I wish I did. He's He can be 100 yards. To, I mean, Yeah, it's good to see him too, like get back to a team that you know he was with earlier in his career. Like I know he was bummed leaving the Saints, and then he was again bummed leaving the Ravens. Um, and then being, you know, cast away to the Texans. Um, but now he's back, man. So that's good. Yeah, had definitely happy for him. He's got a chance at the playoffs this year. For sure. Uh, the Saints receivers, they were kind of, Deontay Harris had the most yardage, but it was on three catches. And honestly, I, that guy's so small, I can't trust that. I, I do think that Traquan Smith and Callaway are your best bets on a weekly basis, but the volume is just not there. So you're going to need a touchdown. Yeah. Whoever is going to be their lead back. So if it's uh, Mark Ingram or if it's going to be Alvin Kamara, obviously that's a guy you could start. Um, he got seven targets himself um, this this game. So yeah, you're right though. I think Traquan is probably more of the the, the go to guy for the wide receiver core, uh, whereas Deontay just happened to get the yardage. 
Yeah. All right. Um, where do we want to go next? Do you want to talk about, <laughs> let's do this one. Another blowout game, Buffalo Bills and the Mike fucking white led New York Jets. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler. You didn't win that one, but don't worry. Neither did I. <laughs> Wait, did you have Mike white? I can't remember now. I don't remember who I had. No, yeah, you didn't. Yeah, um, yeah. Mike White did not finish. Uh, he was the second best of the quarterbacks we chose, though. So I actually found a way to do worse with Matt Ryan. <laughs> so, oh, God. Oh. That, that was that was bad. Uh, where is this game going? What are we talking about? We're talking about the, the Jets. Where are you? Yeah, Jets-Bills. There it is. Okay. Um, this, this went like it was supposed to. This went like the Jacksonville game was supposed to for Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh, exactly. Josh Allen, man, 366 yards on only 21 completions. That is fire. And so 21 completions, um, eight of those went to Stephon Diggs on 13 targets. God bless. And we're waiting. Oh, my God. Now, like the number two wide receiver for the Buffalo Bills, you'd think it's going to be Emmanuel Sanders, maybe. Most weeks it probably will be. You know, oh, maybe it's Cole Beasley. Maybe Dawson Knox gets right. No, this time it was Gabriel Davis. Yeah, he, he looked good. I mean, there's a, there were moments in the preseason where it was nice. I, It's kind of like the Pat Mahomes thing. Like, there should be mm-hmm. enough work to get too viable, but yeah. it just never works out that way. I will say for the backfield, um, man, Matt Breda did some things in this game, but I think it's because they were playing the Jets. So I'm not going to go rush and pick him off, off of waivers because I'm sure he's only owned in like 20% of leagues yeah, right he, now. He's a nice little player, but yeah, you can't. I mean, this is the ceiling. 50 yards and a, and a score or two scores. So Two scores mm-hmm. is absolutely the ceiling, but even 50 yards and a score, that, that's the best you can hope for for a dart throw. And there, there's a better chance yeah. that you can find something that's not that. It's I'm super nice. I like Matt Breda. I'm glad he did it, but... This backfield is a, is a conundrum. Yeah, uh, wrapped in an enigma. My man got two touchdowns on six total touches in this game. That doesn't happen. Cordero Patterson begs to differ. <laughs> <laughs> it's not supposed to happen. <laughs> um, yeah, this they, they, it looks like they were just kind of trying. I mean, Emmanuel Sanders had a twenty-four yard rush. This was just kind of a, a, a mm-hmm. whatever kind of game. You know, it was they knew they had yeah. it. So, yeah, definitely. On the other side, um, Michael Carter. Um, he salvaged his day. It, it really, I mean, what a poor game for the Jets with four interceptions by Mike White. But Michael Carter, man, what 40 yards basically on the ground and a touchdown. Um, 40 yards in the air, not bad. Corey Davis had an appearance, and uh, Elijah Moore three for 44 on six targets. So it's like, okay, at least like he's still there, he's being he's participating. Um, so I wouldn't cast him off. Yeah, we had we had a Joe Flacco reappearance, and he was three of three for forty seven. I mean, he's pro, he's a pro. I mean, he's he's just there collecting a check. That's all it is at this point. He's like, <laughs> it's probably like for, I wouldn't be surprised. Joe Flacco made a lot of money. It wouldn't shock me if it's just like, yeah, I just want to use all this. I just want to bet this money like every week. <laughs> like if I make three hundred thousand as like a quarterback in the NFL, I can just bet three hundred thousand. I don't, I don't know. Just yeah, he doesn't need the money. So what is he here for? It's just exactly. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> I kind of like Flacco. He bet on he bet on himself. It worked out. Didn't work out for the Ravens after that. But yeah, you know, it was. He seems like he's okay. You know, it's a feel good story. That's like yeah, it's one of those things. He's like, no, I know I can do this. <laughs> I know I know what I'm worth. And then he like every the stars align. You're like, yeah. damn. All right. Um, are there any key waiver pickups in this game? 
Elijah Moore, if he's out there, you can consider. He's he's a, he's a shorty, mm-hmm. and the team is but the team is always going to be down for the most part. So that that's interesting. Uh, I don't think you can touch the other running backs. This is Michael Carter's job. I mean, the other guys will get some run because Carter is small, but mm-hmm. I'm I'm not getting cute with Keelan Coles and Braxton Berrioses and Jamison Crowders and all that stuff. I I don't want any part of it. Find a better offense and try to you know sneak a, a touchdown from somewhere that's actually likely to score one. Definitely. Um, and on the other side, I'm going to say I, I'm really not interested in getting cute with the number two wide receiver, like the revolving door of potential number two wide receivers for the Bills. Um, maybe in two weeks when they play the Saints, because you have to imagine that maybe Lattimore is going to cover Diggs. Um, so maybe there's going to be room to eat um, in that game. But then you get the Patriots twice remaining on the schedule. Um, you do get the Falcons in what's probably going to be the, the fantasy championship week. So that one's kind of nice. Um, but I mean, other than that, man, it's going to be a rough schedule for wide receivers. If I had to play one, I still think it's Emmanuel Sanders because the snap percentage. And also, like, he's he's still an explosive player. And not to say Gabriel Davis isn't, but they, they trust Emmanuel Sanders. A young quarterback is going to lean on a dude that's caught passes from, like, every awesome quarterback that's ever played. Um, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's still probably him, but you really don't want to go there. Uh if you can avoid it just because again, we've seen amazing offenses where a guy throws for 350 yards, but only one receiver is dependable. And that's, that's kind of what we have here. Yeah. That's like what, that's like the Packers when they played the Cardinals, they read down Devonte Adams. Um, so who did Rogers go to the guy that he threw passes to for a decade? Uh, Randall Cobb. Yeah. I called that. And one. He was like the number eight <laughs> wide receiver. <laughs> yes, you did. I didn't call two of them, um, but I called one of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So yeah, you got to go with the guy who's been there. Uh, so I think you're right. I think Manny Sanders is is the one uh, if you're going to have to put any chips down. All right, uh, we'll we'll move on from that one. Let's go. This this game was really disappointing. Um, the Lions and Steelers game was it disappointing, or did it go exactly how you thought it would? Both. I don't know if it did. I mean, it was <laughs> it was it was not helpful, but like this is kind of. I mean, other than I thought Pittsburgh would win fifteen to twelve instead of mm-hmm. a tie. Uh, this was about right. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, it's it's exactly how I thought it would go. Also disappointing um, because you like the guys that you have, like you have the skill position players for the Steelers, um, and with Ben Roethlisberger out, then like they all got downgraded. I think everyone short of Najee Harris probably got downgraded a bit. How do you, um, how do you have a game where there's a, a two hundred and forty yards from the starting running backs? You're like, yeah, it sucked. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it did kind of feel that way because, like, it you know, did. Najee had 105 and took 26 carries. And, you know, God bless him. Swift has a buck 30, but it took 33 totes to do it. And it's just like, yeah, but, uh, yeah. It, was, it was as ho-hum as 300 yards rushing can get. Just an ugly game. Yeah. Um, if you're Detroit, you're looking at the pass catchers. Amon Ross St. Brown was your leading receiver. That's not a good day for you. Um, that's, that's bad. TJ Hawkinson hasn't done a lot recently. No, there's some, I mean, I don't think he's healthy for one. And I know, mm-hmm. jo, uh, Jared Goff is regressing. I mean, he got called yeah. out, he got called out by his coach a couple of weeks ago, basically saying you can't do that stuff. Yeah. And, uh, he continues to do that stuff. He continues to do it. Um, that's wild to me. Mason Rudolph threw 50 passes. Yeah. That was not the game plan. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> That's so bad. Um, yeah, I mean, so three through 50 passes, he had 30 completions. Ray Ray McLeod got nine of them. 
and Deontay Johnson got seven. It's, so I mean, like the volume was there. Yeah, th- this is um, actually better though for Steelers pass catchers. Like when uh, if Claypool comes back, I'm much happier or more comfortable starting him with mm-hmm. Rudolph. And that sounds weird, but like I trust them to let that kid chuck it a bunch of times because they're just like fuck it, who cares. Uh, with Big Ben, it's like he yeah. has. To, Big Ben throws the ball within like two seconds of snapping it on every throw. Yes. Mason will sit back there for a second. So I'm I'm encouraged about Deontay Johnson's usage usage and Raymond McLeod. You can just take those numbers, add like thirty yards, and you'll get Chase Claypool if he's healthy. Uh, so actually, not 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 a, a woe is me end of the world scenario if Rudolph has to play. Yeah, yeah, it will be interesting to see how this goes. I think, like, obviously, Najee, you're locked in on him. Um, they have a they have a pretty ugly schedule coming up, man. Um, Chargers, Bengals, Ravens, Vikings, Titans, Chiefs, Browns, Ravens. Good luck. Yeah, they're probably not making the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, five, five, at five, three, and one, when you have that left over, um, that's going to be real challenging. The AFC has a, a handful of bottom feeders, though. But the problem is, like, the AFC West, everyone is competent. So that's going to be tough. And, uh, I mean, yeah, the, the North probably – I mean, yeah, but who's, who's the North go through? I mean, Cleveland's got their, their awards, and so does Cincinnati. So it's like – I guess – oh, the Ravens, obviously. Sorry, the Ravens, yeah. yeah, yeah it's the, Ra- be the Ravens. The Ravens have less awards right now, for, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I think they're the, they're the team to beat. Um and that's what it is. So if the Steelers beat the Ravens twice, then maybe then at the end of the season, they are the true team to beat. Um, <laughs> and then they get, their but, a- they get their ass whooped by the first team they play in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. And it's going to be probably the Bills. So, yeah. uh, but I mean, hey, they beat Bills week one. God, so, it feels like a, a long time ago. How right. weird. Yeah. <laughs> all right, who we got? What's um, up next? All right, up next, we'll uh, start kind of going through these a little bit faster, I think. Uh, Jags-Colts. This one doesn't require too much. The only thing funny about this game, or not funny or interesting, but uh, Jonathan Taylor had 90 yards in the first quarter, and he did not finish with that many yards. Um, no, it, not at all. Yeah, 90 in the first, and then he finished with 116 on the ground. I, I, I am not a pound-the-chest Jaguar, like, you know, true, like, this team, like if they're playing poorly, I'll be the first to tell you this is dog shit. I mean, I've watched a lot of good football. I know what bad football looks like. The Jaguars are starting to figure out what they're going to do on defense. And it looks like what it's going to be is we're going to stop the pass and mm-hmm. we're going to hope to get to the run in time to where they don't just blow it up. Now, they had to change up a little bit because of how nasty Jonathan Taylor was and they had a punt block in this game. But if they, don't, if they face a quarterback that's even like not amazing, but even then like they shut down Josh Allen, they're, they're finding out a little bit more about what they can do well. So I don't think you can just pick on them like it looked like you could after one quarter of this game. Uh, yeah. It's yeah, it, exactly. it's promising that they're starting to show some fight. Now, it's bummer if you were targeting them for your playoffs and that's who you like picked <laughs> up for it because it may not be as fruitful. And you know they're going to suck the life out of the game as much as they can. They want to run. Mm-hmm. Um that that that's kind of what I noticed. It was just it, it looked like it was gonna be a hundred and eighty day, hundred and eighty yard day for Jonathan Taylor, and it just didn't happen. Uh, he got shut down basically yeah. from the first quarter on. Yep, yep. So at least if you're a JT owner, you're like, hey, at least he had that first quarter. Oh, you got it. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you got what you needed out of him. Uh, obviously, you were hoping for another thirty plus point game, but sometimes you got to live with like the eighteen point games. 
Yeah, I was, I was as a Jaguar just fan, I was pleasantly surprised they didn't blow up their whole game plan once it looked that ugly. Like that, the, the game plan was we're, we're, we're going to hope to get to the running game before Jonathan Taylor gets to the second level. But we're yeah. going to play the pass. So that's, that's kind of nice to see. <laughs> I haven't seen my team have a plan yet. And uh, yeah, it feels pretty good, even, though, even, even in a losing effort. It's kind of nice. Anybody in this game from either side that you are targeting as a free agent waiver wire addition? I mean, most of the Colts are already scooped up that are interesting. I don't have any use for Zach Pascal anymore. Mo Ali Cox is not that interesting. Ty maybe, but he doesn't look like he's got a lot left. And even if he did, can his old can can Wentz get him the ball? Eh, probably not. Uh, I think it's honestly no. I mean, Dan Arnold, if he's still out there, Dan Arnold is a starting tight end right now. Yes, that's it. That's it. Yeah, Jamal Agnew. Um, his production in this game was a fluke. It was a it was an end around. Yeah, not gonna not caught gonna sleeping. Yeah, don't. I mean, he's fast. He's fast. He's. I mean, he'll return a kick for you. But yeah, that's that's yeah. kind of silly. Dan Arnold, if he's still sitting out there because people are just prejudiced against my Jaguars for a good reason, <laughs> uh, he is I said he is getting eight to ten targets a game and catching half of them for a decent yeah. amount of yards. You can do worse. All right, I think that I think that's we an, that's yeah, good. Think yeah. Good. That's good. Um, all right. We got two games here coming up that we can talk about real quick that um, were wild um, games that we definitely did not expect these outcomes. Let's start with the Washington football team against the Bucks. Yes, man. What is it? Quarterbacks coming out of their buys just want to throw interceptions right out of the, right out of the, right out of the jump. Uh, Tom Brady was terrible. <laughs> uh, I actually thought he had a third pick in this game. I think the one that they overturned, that they didn't call a pick that went off uh, Godwin's foot. I thought it was a catch, but all, all that to say, bad game all around for most of your bucks. Tom Brady salvaged his day a little bit, and so did Mike Evans. But you certainly wanted more. You didn't get it. Uh, run Man. them all back out there again. Mike Evans either like made or broke your fantasy game, uh, depending on if you owned him or if you faced him with that 40-yard touchdown. That like I got killed this week by forty yard touchdowns. <laughs> I, I love I do love bonuses though, but it is kind of a bummer when it's like the exact yardage. Like man, I was like, could this not have been a thirty fucking nine yard completion? Give me a break, or or a forty five, because um, at least then you're like, well, fuck it, you know, it was a forty five. It's yeah, but a forty yeah. on the dot twice. Debo and Mike Evans. <laughs> Sorry, bud. It happens. And, and I'm like, that's like plus four. Like in our league, we have bonus points for with the catch, also for long touchdowns. Um, that's at least plus four. Like I almost completely lost the game based on just those two plays. Yeah, I I'm can like, tell you, I had a blasty a couple weeks ago when uh, AJ Brown caught like a 45 yard, a 45 yarder. I looked at my wife who plays fantasy football. I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I had to stack. I'm like, that was 37 points. <laughs> He goes, she goes, what, what, uh, what happened? I was like, I got one 45 yard catch, <laughs> but I had the quarterback and I had all the points and I think it took him over a hundred yards too. I was like, this is fucking great. Oh my <laughs> I've God. been waiting for it all year and it finally happened. I was like, I didn't even get that. I couldn't even like, you know, pump a fist. I was just like, oh shit. Like, nice. I was yeah, planning I, on this a few times. It was nice. <laughs> you finally hit bingo. Yeah, seriously. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I guess digging into the game, um, Taylor Heineke was efficient, 256 and yeah. a touchdown. I got to walk no back what I said. He still sucks to me, but he didn't suck today. He was pretty good. Here's what I think it is, man. Tampa Bay's past defense isn't good. Yeah. 
They have injuries. They just they don't have the people. They don't have the bodies back there. Um, in Washington, their defense decided to show up. Um, yeah, and they picked <laughs> off Tom Brady a couple times. The so, way to beat the Bucks is to consistently get three and a half yards on every play. Mm-hmm. You you just have twenty one yard drives and eighteen yard drives. I thought Tom Brady was going to have the ball back in his hand in the fourth quarter to win the game, like at the ten minute mark. Oh right, the eight, six, the four. Hell, even the two. No, it was like it was like it was a handful of seconds. Like this, like that's how you beat a good team when you're under man. So bravo to the football team. Uh, I didn't like seeing it because I don't own any shares of you, but uh, <laughs> that was a good. That was I mean did a good job. You know, job well done. I like out. I think I out fantasy ownered myself in this one um, in a different league because I have both and I had Antonio Brown or I mean Antonio Gibson, and then I was like, ooh, you know what? They're playing the Bucks. I'm gonna go with. JD McKissick because they're going to have to throw. They're going to be behind. Well, to, I mean, to your point, this is the absolute high water mark against the Bucks that we've seen since 2019. Yeah, and it still yeah. wasn't very good. 24 for 64 is not good. No, it's at two touchdowns um, that sealed it for him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just I totally out. I don't know, outmaneuvered myself in this one, um, which is what I always I preach: start your starters. Don't get don't get cute. I got cute, and it burned me. Yeah, I don't generally start my backups if I can, unless I'm facing something that, and I, if I'm facing something that's terrible, and like my backup has a plus matchup that he's the only guy. Well, then I'll consider mm-hmm. it. But yeah, you're right. You you drafted him for a reason. You can't be stint. You can't be stubborn and, and not take someone out that's sucking. But I mean, yeah. if if you play if you play the you know the the switch amount every week, you're just going to lose the good games. I mean, I said I said to people all the time, like you just gotta you gotta trust that they're going to get shit done enough times to to kind of like validate your pick. Yeah, I think it's like if you have like an Allen Robinson and so, he's not good for six straight weeks, then you're like, okay, yeah, if, maybe if, I'll move on. Yeah, if you miss that one, you're gonna be really pissed off. But at the end of the day, like I made the right call. This there's this is not a fluke. This was a trend, and I got away from it. And Yep. The fluke happened, so you can't, exactly. can't beat yourself up over that. No. I think um, looking at this game, I think there's one guy that maybe you look at targeting um, on the waivers, and that might be DeAndre Carter. Um, six targets, three catches, 56 yards, and a touchdown. Um, Terry McLaurin exited the game for a moment with a collarbone injury, but he came back, um, salvaged his day somewhat, um, getting you like eight, nine points, something like that. But um, DeAndre Carter, I mean, it is looking decent. There's not really anybody else at the wide receiver position who's like vying for those targets um, or seems like they're in position to supplant him as what looks to be like the number two guy at this point. Um, you can't really trust the tight end position too well. Um, Ricky Seals, Jones, he had been doing okay. Um, but three for 30, you know, okay. That's just like another day at the office for the average tight end in the NFL right now. So we've got um we got five left. Uh, I want to pick one out next, uh, and there's, it's, it's the one that we can probably skip over the most because I think there's the most throwaway information from this game. Uh, yep. Panthers Cardinals. Uh, just real quick, uh, Christian McCaffrey, good. Um, Cam Newton, fluke. <laughs> uh, you think so? Only to this. Only to the extent that like it's gonna be. No, two touchdowns. I, I mean, he can't. I don't think that he's. Gonna, they're going to get down there enough times, honestly. And when they do, I think Christian McCaffrey eats. So, I think it's a fluke. I think it was a nice story. I guess if you if you're a Cam Newton fan, I'm not. 
the Cardinals, you can just throw away the entire script. It, it was Colt McCoy was uh, turned back into Colt McCoy. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if Kyler Murray's back, you love all your Cardinals. If he's not, you're iffy. Yeah. Yeah, get them healthy again, and then let's talk. Um. Yeah, I think you're right. But you, I, could, I mean, you could be right. I could be shortchanging Cam, who is going to start. That's going to happen. Oh yeah, uh, I don't think Sam Darnold gets his job back um, for the rest of the year at all. Nah, he, no way. He's playing too poorly. Too poorly. Um, you don't pay Cam Newton what you just paid him um, to do that. So it's going to be either Cam or PJ who are going to you know pretty much take the reins going forward. And I think Cam is going to get the the veteran nod. At some point, um, you might see PJ more like between the twenties, but I think Cam oh, yeah. is like your red zone quarterback until he again like picks up that offense again and is like ready to roll. Mm-hmm. So maybe another week or two where you see PJ involved, where it's kind of like a dual um, revolving door situation. But I think Cam takes over. Yeah, good small point come, there. Come this, December. this isn't the same offense. This isn't the same coaching staff. None of this is the same stuff that he left. Like that's all in Washington. So. Uh, yeah. Good point. Yeah, he, he's not just walking back into a familiar situation. He knows where the built. He knows where the restrooms are. He knows where to park <laughs> his car. But it's not the same team. So good point. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, be be. I don't want to say pessimistic, but cautious. Um, don't roll him out there thinking he's going to be QB one. Um, cool. Okay. How about Vikings Chargers? This one didn't let me down, but it wasn't as fruitful as we had hoped. But it was it was fine. Uh, Herbert was a letdown. He's become less of a set it and forget it, which is unfortunate because I think he's still awesome. But mm-hmm. uh, I mean, 195, one and one at home against the Vikings, not a terrible defense, but they've not played well on the road. Uh, that was definitely a letdown um, and it hurt almost everybody, but Keenan Allen. I'm really wondering now. Yeah. Like, so what's going to be the, the wide receiver situation here? And like, really, is it Mike Williams? That's the issue on the connection or is it Justin Herbert? Like which one of the guys is maybe, you know, if we're talking cause and effect, um, you know, if, if it were me and this, I'm this Mike Williams may not want to do this, but like his, his best route is just go. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just going to send him on a bunch of goes and let like a Josh Palmer just kind of trail behind him. And just, if, if it's not there, take, take the Josh Palmer, uh, you know, eight to 10 yard pass and move on. But like, I don't think that he needs to be a well-rounded receiver. Yeah. I don't think he needs to be doing some of the stuff that they're doing with him. I think he just needs to go. Uh, I wonder if uh, maybe he still just got some issues with his injury from earlier in the season, that knee could be, he's, I mean, his, his, his injuries have lingered and that's kind of why he's, that's why he was available when you, when you were able to draft him. Um, Exactly. Yeah. You don't really know what to expect from him. Like you you thought, okay, maybe he's going to be able to break out a bit. Um, And he did. And then he tweaked his knee. So there's that. But yeah, I think Keenan Allen's your go-to guy. Um, Austin Eckler underperformed a bit. He got a receiving touchdown, which helped, but... Yeah, he, um, he's about as easy as you can get for a top eight position every week because like, there's enough volume yeah. somewhere. Yeah, definitely. I think you got to start Austin Eckler week to week. And I think Keenan Allen's probably one of the only other guys you can do that on this offense right now. They need to, they need to get right game somewhere. Um, they need to be able to like put up some points make the big plays, get that connection back. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see it happening in the next two or three weeks. They get the Steelers, Broncos, Bengals, um, but then they get the Giants. So maybe that's the one. Well, a connection that came back last week that we actually called was Cousins to Jefferson. We said they're going to yeah. pop one. It's, it's it's time. Well, they didn't yeah. have like, I mean, 
We had that one last week, but that was almost like the only real big thing we got. This week he ate all game. Uh, and it was, mm-hmm. it was, it was 1820 every time. So uh, that's yeah, awesome. We got our wide receiver one back. He looks all, every bit as dominant as he was before. Dalvin Cook had the volume. Uh, that's yeah. the only thing that's kind of a bummer with this team is if they, there might not always be the passing, but I mean, he had 37 attempts and uh, Dalvin had 24 rushes. And if both of those things happen, then I think every Viking had a good day. Definitely. Yeah. Sand some, um, sand some bad touchdown luck because there's just not a ton of it. There's not a ton of them to go around when Conklin yeah, is Tyler eating them Conklin all. Getting <laughs> that sucks. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think you're right. I think Thielen is like touchdown dependent, but Jefferson um, is going to be one of the top. I, I'm going to go ahead and mark it down. He's going to be a top 10 wide receiver for the second half of the year. Um, like overall, if you just look at the next weeks, um, he's going to be in the top 10. Well, and they need that too, because I mean, Dalvin, I mean, didn't have a super efficient day, but like in order for him to eat, mm-hmm. like you got to have some thread through the air and like you have, you have weapons that are supposed to be able to do those things. So uh, it's, it's great to see. Um, I hope it repeats because again, if, if, Je- if Jefferson is eating, that means everyone, like certainly Dalvin doesn't have an amazing day. If Jefferson's also eating like those, y- yeah, you can't just pick one of them. You have to play them both. And if you're, not devoting all your attention to one, you're going to lose both times. It's just, they're, they're both too good. Um, so exactly. I'm, and, and feeling five for 65 is nice. I mean, he's starting to look super old out there, but <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. he, he does look like he's at least 31. He absolutely does, but he's, he's nice. Just need the touchdown. Yeah, he still, yeah, just still the touchdown. Gets it done. Touchdown would have made it really awesome. Um, but not bad. Um, before we move on, any waiver wire pickups, are we targeting Conklin or no? Uh, no. The only thing about this one is, you know, there is a, there is, well, I don't think it's going to, let's all go to, <laughs> I don't think, I don't think it's going to hurt Dalvin this year. It doesn't look like it's trending that way, but you, you have to have Madison. I mean, if you have, if your trade deadline's not passed, give that dude like a wide receiver four or three that he needs. Cause you, you have to have Minnesota starting running back if you're a good team and you just, it's, it's probably not going to be a thing this year, but you you just don't know. I mean, yep. in the age of social media and phones and everything recorded, you're talking about one thing, one person that's true. been silenced that comes out for money to TMZ and then boom. So don't go, go get Madison if he's on waivers because someone dropped him because he feels like I don't need him anymore because you know, the season's almost over. You need yep. him. If you're the Dalvin owner, you need him. Go spend money. Absolutely. Good point. Um, all right. We got three more games left. E- Eagles, Broncos. This can be kind of a quick one, I think. Yeah. Uh, I'm happy for Jordan Howard. That's, uh, that's Howard. My, my talk here is I'm happy for Jordan Howard. I like him. Yeah, he did well. Um, it's interesting to see what happens when you don't totally rely on Jalen Hurts trying to run the ball. Um, if you can establish the run, you have got Jordan Howard and Boston Scott both capable Um I don't know how much of that was like them actually being capable and like Denver just not being good. Yeah. We were kind of wrong. We thought that Denver would come out flat against Dallas cause you traded, you know, Vaughn Miller and, and mm-hmm. that's not cool when you're still in the playoff hunt. <laughs> uh, but they were, they were pretty flat in this game. I mean, Teddy, Teddy was terrible. Uh, I know the numbers don't say that he was, he was, he was as bad as I just said, but every play you needed to make, he didn't make it. Uh, 
They could have won this game, but every time Javante busted a big one, it was a holding penalty too. So that I was really bummed out from uh, from a fantasy perspective that that guy scored like two touchdowns and had two other big runs called back because and and they weren't all because of the hold. Like some of them were insignificant, but you have to throw the flag because it was that bad. Uh, yeah. So that's kind of a bummer. Um, I think the rule the, the main thing to take here is that Jerry Judy is getting the most volume. That's that's great. Nothing is happening from it. Maybe out of, maybe out of their buy. They can straighten some shit out. Yeah, and I think Noah Fant is still the tight end to start if you have to start somebody here. Um, and most people do. Like, you drafted Noah Fant to be your number one tight end. Yeah, if you could. Um, yeah. He gets the volume. That's 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 it. At the end of the day, six targets for a tight end. He converted five of them. That's the guy you start. Yeah. If, um, if Jordan Howard yeah. has escaped waivers the last two weeks, hard to imagine because he's getting the volume. Uh, he's not going to go away until he hurts himself. So if he's still out there, you got to make the play. It's a starting running back and not, not a starting running back that gets 75% of the the workload, but there's not that many of those guys anyway. So you can do worse than 80 yards and usually a score. Yes. hundred percent. Okay. I think that was it. Yeah. Oh, I felt, I mean, (laughs) good job. That was super efficient. Uh, we'll do in order now Chiefs Raiders and then we'll go to Rams 49ers I, I, I wanted to save the rest of our time for these games because uh, oh boy Pat Mahomes Ooh. oh boy um, that is that is what we want to see and uh, I mean, he wasn't alone I mean everyone that you needed to do it did it Kelsey ate Daryl Williams looks like a dude um, mm-hmm. especially because you have to respect the pass um, you know Everybody, Ty, I mean, Hill had two touchdowns. I mean, Byron Pringle scored. Even even Travis Kelsey Light got a touchdown. Uh, it's just, damn, yeah. This is what we've been waiting on, and it looked every bit as awesome as uh, as we'd hoped. That's yeah. So like, really, no negatives. I mean, they didn't really run the ball. Like, there's no flashy running game in this game from either team. But Kansas City, I guess, was efficient enough for what they needed to do. Yeah, the, the Raiders had to abandon it because at some point mm-hmm. you just you're not well. First off, it wasn't effective, so you might as well abandon it. And uh, you know, Derek Carr had a nice day. It's just overshadowed by a dude that scores that throws four hundred and five. Oh, for sure. Um, but it was a nice um, day. I mean, he got Hunter Renfro involved. Uh, Brian Edwards made an appearance. You're not, you're not getting Darren Waller. Uh, it, it kind of made an appearance last week. It kind of went back to normal this week. I don't know. I guess you got to you got to run him out there, but. I just keep tempering expectation. I um, I took a lot of shit for trading Darren Waller. Um, the dude's like thirty, I think. Um, I think he saw his best game in week one. Um, he's definitely hit or miss, and I traded for a twenty-three year old Noah Fant. So, um, yeah, which yeah, again, he's not a- in the same high flying offense, but um, yeah, Darren Waller, man, just he, he's hot and cold. Um, and I feel like most weeks he's going to disappoint. He's not going to get his 13 point projection. Yeah, that's the, I mean, he, he's not, he's not scoring touchdowns at all. And, mm-hmm. uh, that's a problem because he's not getting a hundred yards either. Uh, you can say you can yeah. do one or the other and be a top eight tight end, but you got to do one or the other. And you were, you were, you were picked to be a top three at worst and two at on average. Uh, he's, he's now sitting on my team. I did not trade with you, but. I did. I did have a chance to go in and get him. I have a Kelsey buy to cover up. So, for that purposes, like you can't, you can do a lot worse than a Kelsey buy by inserting Darren Waller, which is yes. kind of my thinking. And I, I didn't give up too much stuff, and I got another first round pick back in the deal, so I felt okay mm-hmm. about it. But yeah, I'm with this. I'm, I don't feel amazing. I was trying to turn him into a wide receiver. 
I just needed to yeah. find something because Claypool is hurt and Judy is middling. Mm-hmm. You know, good but middling. So yeah, yeah. Um, you got to play him if you got him. You don't have you have to play him. So for sure, I think Hunter Renfro um, from the Raiders is like the the number one target right now. Um, a guy if he's somehow still on the waiver wire, pick him up. <laughs> and he can be because <laughs> people are just prejudice against white guys getting open, man. Just, I know. I, what is it with the AFC West, man? You got Cooper Cup, you got Hunter Renfro just owning it. Yeah. Um, if you wild. do what Cooper Cup does, you can, and like, you know, Jordy Nelson and uh, Eric Decker, uh, the ones mm, that come yeah. off to, uh, come, uh, Wayne for bed, if you want to go back to, you know, 90s Jets, like some guys can rise above like the, uh, <laughs> the, the hate for being a, a white <laughs> dude catching balls, but it's not a tight end, but it's not often. Yeah, it's definitely few and far between. And Eric Decker, I almost—I totally forgot his name. Uh, I only—I only thought about him because I saw a picture of his hot wife. That's a country singer recently, <laughs> and uh, I was like, "Oh yeah, that's right. He's a—he uh, looks—he oh, yeah. he looks great. I don't know how he can't catch passes anymore, but yeah, I like Eric. Maybe Decker. he just doesn't need to, man. He, yeah, he, he said, "I'm gonna go chill. I got a hot wife who sings now." So I'm yeah, good. yeah, he, um, yeah, she, yeah, she's making money, so he can be a stay-at-home <laughs> dad after ten years exactly. in the NFL. Sounds awesome, actually. Yeah. What a what a deal! Um, any other waiver wires other than like we said, maybe Hunter Renfro, but good luck. No, no, I think a good chunk of this has been picked up, and we already talked about how you can you can't trust the secondary options for uh, for Chiefs and Bills and all those people. Mm-hmm. You got to just yeah, tight Ty, Tyreek Hill and, and Travis Kelsey, and everything else doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. All right, last game Monday night. We have uh, the Rams and the 49ers going exactly how we thought it was going to go. <laughs> Man, I, is it, we had joked we'd never seen negative nine before. Yeah. And, that, and that's what Matt Stafford had in our league that penalizes pick sixes. So uh, he, did get, um, he did have a better-ish uh, ending, but yeah, all around beat down. Uh, this team is really good. They got to find somebody else to throw the ball to. With some yep. regularity, oh my I mean, God, yeah. I Please. think it's going to be Higby, but he doesn't get a lot of work outside or inside the tw- like outside the twenties. So, mm-hmm. I mean, is it going to be Odell Beckham? Because I doubt it'll happen for a couple of weeks. Van Jefferson has never risen to the occasion, um, and he they can't. Decent. He looked okay. Yeah, like the, fan, he looked okay, but I don't think he looked number two wide receiver okay. And they got down so early that, like, I'll, as while I'm laughing at, I call him. I'm now calling him Daryl Meh Henderson. <laughs> Anderson, I can't really get it out. Um, that they were down so early that you had to abandon the run for the most part. He actually was you know, hella efficient. So uh, mm-hmm. there is that. Um, I I think this team just needs to you know find an identity on the ground that they can use. But you gotta you know so you can't do that when you're down fourteen just like that. Yeah. Oh my god, and it was just like that. It was like done. Oh yeah, I, I hadn't even turned on the television yet, and it was fourteen nothing. Wild. Yeah, I so saw. I was like, "Oh my god, okay." Um, Elijah Mitchell's like he looked good in that game. They were adamant they were going to run against this LA defensive front, and they did. Yeah, twenty. They got it done. Twenty-seven for ninety-one doesn't doesn't look great, but it worked. It kept them on the field. It's three and a half mm-hmm. yards a pop, and that's what you need to keep moving the chain. So it worked. Yeah. This is exactly who the 49ers are. Um, they need to run the ball. They got to pound it. Um, use Elijah Elijah Mitchell. They're going to spell him with Jeff Wilson. You're going to get Debo. He's the best playmaker you have. You're going to get him the ball in a bunch of different ways. 
and you're not going to ask Jimmy Garoppolo to throw more than 20 times a game. The, the, tight, it, the Titans need to request the game film for this and watch because that's what you need to do with A.J. Brown while you don't have a running back. Yep. Now, San Francisco does have a running back, but like this, Debo Samuel and A.J. Brown can be interchangeable when they're both healthy. They, they, oh, yeah. they are big, strong, fast, wide receiver running back hybrids that just both realize that they're going to last longer if they line up outside. <laughs> Yeah, I think, man, it's like, it's interesting because, like, Debo and Cooper Cup are, like, so vastly different players. Um, but I, I want them both. Like, I, you're, you're going to get super mega volume with Cooper Cup um, just lining up, running routes, and then Debo's going to get the ball and he's going to make things happen all over the field. Um, yeah, yeah, love it's a, both. It, it's a contrast of styles, but at the end of the day, they're both scoring 30 points. Wild. Yeah, it was ugly. Um, otherwise ugly for the, for the Rams, but I mean, 49ers again, you get George Kittle involved five for 50 and a touchdown. I like that. Um, he, I think definitely supplants Darren Waller right now. Yeah. Two good games in a row. You can't, Darren Waller hasn't had that. He's had two good games this year, but he hasn't mm-hmm. had them in a row. So yeah, I think you got Kelsey one and I'm going to go ahead and move. I would say it's going to be Kelsey one. And I think you have Pitts and Kittle as like, two and three yeah, for tight ends. Yeah, I, I could buy that. Uh, I think, da- I think Dawson Knox was quiet his first game back. I think he still has more room to, to be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Just may take an extra week. We've seen people coming out of their buys or in this case injuries and not start fast. Oh, uh, and then Hunter Henry, like that's your top four. If you don't have one of those tight ends, everything else is like a streaming option basically. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You, I mean, if you have Waller, you gotta, you can't stream. You have to just play him, but yeah, yeah. I, but I get your point. Yeah. You just kind of have to. I mean, it's, yeah, you're just like, well, that's what I get. Like I said, you never um, have. You know, there's never more than four. It, it is the rule. Like if if somebody rises up, somebody else. You know, what? I mean, Dan Arnold and Higby are both viable starters. I think they're ahead of. I think they're more than streamers. Yeah. They're starters that you're just hoping to get eight to ten. Because yeah, you've got the top the top four tight ends, then like five through ten, that that group of six guys, they're the ones that like okay, they're going to do okay, and if they get a touchdown, then it's a good game. Yeah, and, and then, then everything else is like just you're throwing darts. Yeah, and the other two to four owners, assuming that you know maybe one team has two of those top ten. So let's say there's three or four owners in your league, they're just yeah, you know, just shooting darts and just praying to God. Yep. yep. Uh, <laughs> that you landed on Conklin this week. You know, it's just it is what it is. But yeah, yeah. So yeah, Higby is certainly somebody that I'm I'm expecting to get more out of if we're not going to get Odell up to speed for a few weeks. Hmm. Yeah, I think Odell. Yeah, he's a guy that. Roster him, obviously, um, but I wouldn't count on him to really produce before December. Nice. Well, speaking of December, uh, it's it's coming up upon us. I think I'm going to spend the rest of my evening make, doing some hol- uh, holiday decorating around the house and on the roof. Uh, it looks like you got oh. a little bit behind you. It looks like you're about ready for that, too. Nice. Yeah, my uh, all of our stuff's actually up. We did everything over the weekend, so now my office is the Christmas storage Um room so much respect because i get a lot of hell from even our other host that like you know it's thanksgiving's its own thing like not nah, you know thanksgiving is a i mean halloween is a, it's its thing when it comes to decorations christmas is this whole other animal thanksgiving is like that's the time in between where i gotta take shit down and put shit right back up my house is gonna be fire i respect anyone that gets it done early because then you do it enjoy it for longer yeah yeah I, I listen i was not expecting it to happen we had like a little dinner party sunday night and uh not even night 4 30 in the afternoon sunday and sunday morning my wife is like um we're getting all the christmas shit up hell yeah 
Well, hey, we, didn't even, we didn't even own all of it yet. I had to go run a bunch <laughs> of errands, go do all the pickups at different targets and home depots and stuff. And then we still got it done. It was nuts. Well, you were getting one anyway, but I got an invite coming your way for a few weeks from now. We got a, a Clark W. Griswold Memorial Christmas party coming at my house. Cause I light this bitch up on fire. God, <laughs> I got I lights everywhere. So I'll keep you in mind. <laughs> Get yourself a babysitter lined up or just bring them. There's enough space. We got a closet. You can put them right. You do that with kids, right? Closet's yeah, fine. Yeah, exactly. If it's a walk-in, that's plenty of space. That's more room than I had as a kid. I'll just put the back row down in the in the car, give him uh, you know, an iPad, and he can just <laughs> chill in there, lock the doors. It's fine. Parent of the year right here. I love it. <laughs> uh, and uh, oh, I guess real quick before we wrap up, uh, real quick, we tinted our Goldilocks picks. I'm going to run through them real quick. Uh, so, Ryan, you got a dub. I told you that in, in advance. You – uh. You took the wide receiver spot with uh, Hunter. No, sorry, I'm a liar. I wasn't there. It was. Uh... Oh, did you get? Did you knock the dub? Uh oh, I might have spoke out of my turn. I did. I took. Oh no, you did. You took. Um, you had a. Uh... Shit, where are you? I had Renfro. Renfro Ayuk was. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So Jerry Judy was under projection. So was Ayuk, and Renfro was plus three point two five. That is your dub. You had a dub for wide receiver. My problem is I put I, I had Matt Ryan as my quarterback, so it was I kept thinking that all of my picks were yours because of Ryan being the first <laughs> thing. So sorry, uh, yeah. Uh, so you had that. Kamish uh, uh, took quarterback uh, pretty easily. Uh, Did his, I actually say Mike White? Was that my lock? Yeah, but you didn't finish last because I had Matt Ryan. That's right. Okay. So yeah, negative twenty two point one seven was not last. Uh, Matt Ryan was negative twenty four point five five before he got pulled. Whoa. That hurt. So there's uh, there's uh, there's a win for Kamish, and then I took tight end with a nice Austin Hooper pick of uh, he was plus five point four, not bad. That's uh, good, yeah. Jeff Swaim basically evened his projection, just a point oh four ahead of it, and then uh, mm-hmm. Jack Doyle was a nice two points ahead, but not enough to beat me. And then I took uh, you. I wanted Singletary, who was good, but J Rob was just a little bit better. And then I really wanted Stevenson because Ramondre was a fucking animal. And like, I wanted to make that call, Damn, uh, yeah. I, but I didn't want to walk back J Rob because like, I was too defensive of his ranking. So I was like, I'm going to roll with it. Uh, so what that, what that means is I've got a nice, eh, call it a one week lead because I'm up a, a point and a half on you and slant on you and a okay. commission. So who was my running back pick? Was it Swift? You no, that would have been good. You had Hines. Oh yeah, I really, really went for the which actually should have worked. It looked like I mean I thought you were well on your way to some garbage time, but then yeah, the Jags made a game of it. So yeah, unfortunately you and uh, Kamish didn't get that one. And uh, again, I, I eked out tight end. Tight end's gonna be the wild card every damn week. I do like your strategy. Yeah, that's the way to go, man. Got to go with a guy who you think is gonna get a touchdown off of like a two point projection. That's it. Well, uh, that's uh, that's my last words. Uh, I guess we'll probably see you for a rankings episode in a day or so. Yes, sir. All right. Well, thank you. Uh, I'll, let, I'll let Ryan take us out because I'm not good at being a host. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, that's right. I have to do this. Uh, thank <laughs> you so much again for listening to another episode of For the Wind Fantasy Football. Um, follow us on – I don't even know all of our handles off the top of my head. That's bad. Um, I, don't either, on- I don't either. I don't either. We're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, and you can find us pretty much anywhere that you can listen to a podcast. So take a listen, take a follow, we'll interact with you. Um, we have dink memes. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, Ryan's been trending all day. <laughs> we'll save that for next week, though, because you were pretty proud of, like, A, your your coach being uh, fired, and then B, your reaction being such a hit with the fan base. So we'll, oh my God, we'll, we'll yes. tease it, come back and see us. Ryan is trending. 
Thanks for listening to another episode of For the Win Fantasy Football. Until next time, remember, you're in it to win it. Don't worry, nobody's listening anyway.